This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Call 0845 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Four minutes after 12, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Well, what a lot to get through today. But um, if, like me, you feel aggrieved and unhappy about the treatment of my last guest, former police officer uh, Rowan Scarlett, rest assured we'll be staying in touch with the family, with Rowan and, and with his wife, and trying, I, I suggest, you, you know, start a campaign. I, I don't know that he wants to get back onto the old job. It's just important, I felt, for us as people who discussed his story at length back in August to, to hear his side of events. But it's Thursday and it's five after twelve, so that can mean only one thing. Um, phone lines are open, by the way. Uh, they went a bit bonkers for a moment, so if you try to get through and fail, try again now. I know what you're thinking if you're new to this program. How can people be ringing in already? They don't know what you're doing next, James. Well, they do, because it's Thursday and it's twelve noon, and at Thursdays, uh, at twelve noon, we do something called Mystery Hour, which is your weekly opportunity to get answers to the questions that have had you befuddled for the longest time. Can we get that uh, little review from Metro, the one that described me as flirtatious, witty, charming, cheeky, chappy? Find out what they had to say about Mystery Hour this week, and uh, and then of course get it all underway. Um, best way of explaining it would be the live radio equivalent of the sort of. Uh, newspaper features that are called Q&A or notes and queries or something like that, where you get an uh, an opportunity to pose a question and then another reader will write in imminently and uh, provide you with an answer. This is about as interactive as it's possible to be. So when I, in approximately 20 seconds' time, when I raise the flag, all you've got to do is flex that finger, call me, ask the question and sit back and wait for enlightenment for elucidation to settle upon your beleaguered shoulders. One quick word of caution. This is, at risk of sounding pompous, this is a celebration of education. This is a world in which I'm raising my children, so I know of what I speak. Uh, it's all gratification is a click away. Answers to your questions can be Googled in moments. And in a way, and it may be that I'm just old and out of touch, in a way that's a sad thing, because it means the sheer pleasure of learning has been compromised. It means the sheer joy of collating information, processing it, and then sharing it at a future date is being undermined by the tyranny of search engines. So you're not allowed to ring in on this if you've consulted a work of reference to get the answer. The only circumstances in which you're allowed to answer a question that you will hear asked in the next hour is if you have, you've learned that information from somewhere external. It may be because of the job that you do, uh, who, who is the most regular caller at the moment? Probably the professor of robotics at Middlesex University or the professor of the public understanding of science down at Brighton. So it may be your academic expertise or... It may just be that you saw something on telly last week that contained precisely the nugget of information for which the previous caller has uh, expressed a desire. Let's start with Martin in Marlow. Martin, what have you got? Hi, James. I was wondering the other day, going, driving over Westminster Bridge and looking at London Eye. No, you can't. Uh, no, we can't do. We've got. We, we're a national radio station now, Martin. We can't. We can't. We can't just talk about the London Eye. Can't you talk about the one in Birmingham? Uh, the Birmingham Eye. Then. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> Is that all the pods are grey except for one, which is red? And I want to try and find out why. That'll do. That's on the list. Is it? Is it? Is it not advertising? Is it not paid for? Uh, no, there's no advertising. It's just purely colour difference. Okay. We're, we're well, yes, we'll find out for you. That's on the list. If you know the answer to that, or indeed to any of the other questions that you hear posed in the coming minutes, 0845 is the number that you need. I, I, I just have to remind you of a couple of rules of mystery. Hour. If your question is boring or repetitious, forgive me, don't shoot the messenger, you won't get on. 
So if you're asking a question that we consider to be dull, and if I'm brutally honest with you, if it's to do with roads and motoring, it's probably going to be filed under dull. You won't get through. Don't take it out on the people answering the phone. Uh, and if it's repetitious, i.e. if it's something that we've dealt with in the relatively recent past, by which I mean if I can remember dealing with it, then we'll probably politely turn down the opportunity to return to that territory as well. Steve's in Walthamstow. Steve, question or answer? Question, mate. Hi, James. Hello, Steve. Um, just quickly, um, they were rotating tables, which you put all your knickknacks on, like your nuts and your crisps and all that kind of stuff on. Yes. For some reason, they called them Lazy Susans. The, the ones that spin round are called Lazy yeah, Susans. That's right, yeah. Why are they called Lazy Susans? Well, because Susan invented it so that she didn't have to walk around the table serving everybody potatoes. You could just spin the table around and they could do it themselves. Well, you know what? That sounds feasible. But, I, I mean, I kind of thought, well, is, was it invented by somebody who was, you know, named Susan? Or is it that they try to say all Susans are, are, are lazy? But I, I just don't know. Right. It, so, there you are. No, you're on. I like it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you an answer. Nine after twelve. Derry's on the M25. Derry, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. Come on, then. Why do all French houses have shutters on the windows? That sounds like the first line of a joke. <laughs> I've just got back. I've just landed in, uh, in Dover, and I've been over there for the past year and a half, working back at two every week. And I see them all the time, that every French house, even the new builds, what they do now is they build the shutters into the walls, so when they, they, they have electric ones like they do on shops over here. But I don't get it. I understand maybe in the past, but, but not now. Uh, so no one in France has curtains? No, no. Well, actually, some of them do inside, but most of them don't. It doesn't seem to be a French thing. The English people do. But they have the curtains and shutters as well. Every so single want... house you saw in France? Every single house. So every old house has got, you know, the proper shutters on the outside. But every new build, they'll either jerry-riggan, so they've got like the shutters like we have on shops here, so it's a, a unit that sits above the window, but any new build hasn't physically built into the wall when it's built. Well, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I, 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 when I was in Copenhagen a couple of years ago, no, nobody had any curtains there, and it had something to do with, someone explained it to me, they were probably yanking my chain, it had something to do with um, the Second World War and, and bombing threats, but that's why you mentioned you could understand it with older houses, but not with, not with newer ones. Yeah, I'm convinced it's a con. It's something that the French do and say, oh, yeah, we've got to do it, and, and that's that. But it, it, I don't understand why they do it now. Obviously, like you say, all the days, no problem. Every, sorry to go on, every single every, house. Every single house, regardless whether it's old, new, building. Because you'll drive through villages, and every they're always shut as well. No, mate, now. you're on. I like it. I, I just I feel a bit embarrassed I didn't notice it myself. Derry, thank you. Why, why does every house in France have shutters? Don't ring in and say, I saw a house that didn't. Obviously, we're going to address the, the, the majority view that most houses do. Origin of the phrase Lazy Susan, as in the, the, the wibbly thing in the middle of your dinner table, and uh, the red pod on the London Eye. Let's go first to Paul in Grays. Paul, question or answer? Paulie James, Hello, it's uh, Paul. Paul the Ice Cream Man here. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Paul the Ice Cream Man. Nice to speak to you again. It's a, I'm, I'm it's a tough time of year I'm for you. You must be looking forward to the next few weeks, eh? Oh, mate, I'm, a, I'm earning hundreds and thousands, James. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, no, that's all. How many times have you made that joke? Every time. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Listen, um, I've upset, unfortunately, I've upset a few people in the past, yes. and I've been told I've got to offer them an olive branch. Right. I find one. Ah. So where did that come from? Where did we get one from, and where did it come from? Well, guess. So you're going to know t it, t yeah. I will, I will know this. Go, take a wild guess. Biblical. No, no, nearly, but olives. What do olives make you think of? And don't say on the buses. No, what? She looks like a branch. No, olives. 
What, what, what country yeah. do you... I say olives, you say... Italy. No. 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 Well, where'd you come from, then? Olives. Where do they come from? What's the most... Fa- where is it illegal to cut down an olive tree? I don't know. What? I don't know. That's why I'm an ice cream man. I'm asking I, you. I say olives. What country do you think of first? Apart from Italy. Italy. No, apart from Italy. Where? Greece, man! Greece! Yeah. Greece, the land of the olives. Why would I call for some of the olive branch thing? In ancient Greece, it had something to do with weddings. You'd offer an olive branch. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> because you do it all the time. What do you mean I do it all the time? <laughs> you, you, you're making something up, James. I, I, listen, if I was making stuff up, Ofcom would be all over me. I'd be, I'd drag me <laughs> off air in a moment. I wouldn't get away with it. In, in ancient, in ancient Greece, yeah, the olive branch was a symbol yeah. of sort of, yeah, victory or on. peace. Uh, victory or peace. Yes, and brides would wear one. They'd actually wear an olive branch. Yeah. And therefore, to offer an olive branch is to offer peace. Yeah. Fantastic. You you sound sceptical. No, no. No? No, it's just... James. I, I'm <laughs> taking a round of applause because I know that I'm right. You can't take a round of He won't give you one. Uh, he will. Let's wait and see. I bet you don't. Hang on. Oh, look at no, that! No, no, oh, just, 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 stick that in your cornet. And, stick that in your cornet and lick it, pal. <laughs> it's thirteen minutes after twelve. You're listening to LBC. Lionel's in Battersea. Question or answer, Lionel? It's an answer, James. Come on then, Lionel. Well, the London Eye question. Yes. Or the Birmingham Eyes, you like to refer yes, to? Yes, thank the, you. The red one is for private functions and weddings. You can hire that one out. You can indeed. Qualifications. Oh, I've been on it with my company as a works do. Did you? Re- how many people get in it, then? In, in, in... Uh, we had 12. It it's not much uh, of a party, is it, Lionel? It, was, it, was, it wasn't a bad night. It wasn't a bad night. <laughs> but, yeah, you can hire it out for weddings and private functions. And, and it's the red one. It's that. It's as simple it as that. Is. Brilliant. That is exactly R- round of applause for Lionel! Thank you, sir. Thank you, Lionel. What are we left with? Lazy Susans and French windows. Or French shutters, actually, to be more precise. If you're new to this... I think you've heard everything you need to hear to join in. If you want to join in, wait till you hear me say the number. Uh, time now, quarter past 12. This is LBC. 19 minutes after 12, you are listening to LBC, where we continue to uh, search for solutions to life's little mysteries. In this case, why is a lazy Susan called a lazy Susan, and why do all houses in France have shutters on their windows? You can go as serious or as silly as you like. If you're new to Mystery Hour, then stay tuned, and, and you'll realise just how far apart the goalposts can be. Sabba is in Croydon. Sabba, question or answer? Question, please, James. Go on, Sabba. Um... How do cows produce so much milk? I mean, are they all pregnant? Are, are all lactating cows pregnant? Yeah. Well, are all lactating humans pregnant? Um, I think so. I mean, you get wet nurses. No, you don't start but... breast. You don't start breastfeeding until after you've given birth. You can Us- usually. I'm sure, I'm sure you can produce milk when you're pregnant. Yes, but you're not. I mean arguing with the fact that when you're no longer pregnant you're still producing milk right so you the the answer is the answer is is oddly simple actually on this in that if you don't stop feeding the mum doesn't stop producing and that's true of all mammals right why was that right for what i mean that's a crystal clear answer it's going to be one of those (laughs) days i can tell already but why are they producing milk then if they're not pregnant well so why do they start producing milk 
Yeah. That, I don't know. Oh, you got me. So the question is, how, how, do, do they all have a pregnancy that then conti- that the lactation continues long after the pregnancy, or is there some sort of hormonal or genetic explanation for why a, a, a cow that hasn't given birth or been pregnant recently has udders full of milk? Yes. I quite. Why do you want to know? You think you're getting a cow? I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking, how are we? How are we able to produce? So do you know what's disgusting? What's disgusting, Sabah, is that educated people like you and me don't know the answers to questions like this. That's how far <laughs> removed we've come from the food chain. We, we actually, how much milk have you drunk in your life? What do you put on your Rice Krispies? Oh gosh, about Pint. half a pint. Gallons of milk. Gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of milk. And actually, apart from the fact that it comes from a cow, we understand nothing at all about that process. No. How ashamed do you feel now? I know, very. It's just, it's absolutely, at least you've got the confidence to ask the question and hopefully someone will be able to provide you with an answer. It's 21 minutes after 12. Andy's in Mill Hill. Question or answer, Andy? Uh, question, please, James. Come on, mate. Um, I might find it hard to articulate this one. Oh. There's, there's a phrase to fill my heart with joy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine um, putting all into space, into orbit. If you can imagine a- putting what into orbit? All the vehicles on Earth, let's say all the cars and all the boats and those kinds of things, into space, into orbit. When you when you rang in with this question, did you speak to a man or a woman? A woman. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Have I got in trouble now? No, no, no. Would the Earth still weigh the same because those things are in orbit? I understand if you actually shot them to space, then the Earth would lose weight. But being in orbit, would the Earth retain its, still, its same weight? So, when you weigh the Earth... Yeah. Do you include stuff that's orbiting around it? Exactly. That's a better way. Like, like the moon? Well, I suppose, yeah. I suppose you could actually include the moon, couldn't you? Didn't think of that. So, no, no, I didn't think you had. So when you weigh the Earth, should you include the moon? <laughs> what? Go on, Andy. Go out yeah. on it. Don't, you know, come on, yeah. bite the bullet, my friend. What do you think? If you were weighing the Earth, would you include the moon? Um, if it's got a gravitational pull... No, mate, it's a rhetorical question, <laughs> isn't it? No, but I'm, oh, but I'm doing it now. I'm going all cocky and arrogant, and that's usually a precursor to epic humiliation. I can't under... I, well, either I don't understand the question, or I thought my moon point was an absolute game-changer. I, I reckon you could be on the right track there, though. All right. So... Oh, I've lost it again. Go on. Anything in the Earth's orbit, orbit. would it contribute to the weight of the Earth? And it was definitely a woman you spoke to before you got on definitely air with this question. Right. Definitely a very nice woman. Hmm. Is that a Professor Hell question? I don't know if it is, mate, actually. <coughs> How can I put this politely? I, I mean, if, if, if I was weighing you, mm-hmm. would I also weigh your children? Well, no, because they're not in my orbit, are well, they? Well, they sort of are. I mean, I don't understand why you're obsessing about orbit. You, you have well, effectively, I felt, fallen at the first hurdle when I said, do you want me to include the moon when I'm weighing the Earth? But you've said, yes, I think I may. Well, no, because... But now you don't. If you had something, right, if you were weighing something on one of those, you know, those like suitcase hook weighing scale things, right, and if you had something hanging off the bottom of the suitcase, that would have been included in the, the suitcase um, weight, wouldn't it? Same principle. What? Doesn't make sense, does it? No. If you're weighing a suitcase... Yeah, I'm weighing a suitcase. Uh, right, and you had something hanging on a string yeah. on the bottom of the suitcase. Yeah. That would add to the weight of the suitcase. So, relate that to the Earth, and things in orbit, is pretty much the same, isn't it? Right. Do you feel, Andrew, mm-hmm. 
that you have successfully articulated the question that is currently puzzling you? No. Oh. But I'm confident that people understand me. Even though I don't. Exactly. Perfect. That this is radio in its purest form. <laughs> it's almost like I have been bypassed, and you are you are addressing the listener directly, despite the presenter's complete complete confusion. Is that a goer? It's a thing of beauty, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Who put? Who put, I put, put Sam's in Richmond. Sam, question or answer? Oh, I have an answer, James. Marvellous. Um, to the uh, French cottages having uh, shutters. Yes. Um, yeah, essentially, uh, they developed over the years to keep the, the house cool in the summer and keep the, keep the house warm in the winter. And now, nowadays, um, so over time, it's now become a, a part of uh, insurance claims. If you leave your shutters open and your house is burgled in France, then uh, your insurance is invalidated. So um, it's just uh, it's just a style that's developed over years. That, that, where did you get and, the insurance uh, bit from? What are your qualifications on that? Um, I was actually staying at my sister's cottage in, in down in near Bordeaux over over Christmas. Oh, may we? And um, yeah, it was uh, in the middle of nowhere, very nice. Mm. And, uh, asking the locals, you know, why why are all the shutters shut? I love this. So your Gallic sojourn prompted precisely the same question in your inquiring mind that it did in uh, the fellow who rang in with the question. It was yeah, Derry, yeah, wasn't well, it? It was just an 18 months working there. Exactly, exactly. So it's a tradition, it's an architectural tradition which has been subsumed into the world of insurance, so that now if you don't have shutters, you're a mug. Exactly. Round of applause. What's French for mug, Sam? Uh, le mug. Mm, merci. <laughs> or, of course, la mug, in the case of females. Rupinda is in Isha. Rupinda, question or answer? It's an answer. Go on. Um, it's to do with the London Eye. I know, but the co previous caller was correct that you can have it for private hire, mm. but the actual reason why it's orange is because it's sponsored by EDF. I thought it was, I thought it was red. Well, ready orange, but it's because it's sponsored by EDF and that's their um, logo. Qualifications? Color. I work for Merlin Entertainment. Ah, do you get a bonus for, for squeezing this into the conversation? Probably not. Merlin but do come and visit our attractions. Pardon? But do come and visit our attractions. You put me in a very difficult situation <laughs> here, Rupinda, because I would love to come and visit your attractions. Well, please do then. I would really love to. Great. I, do, I, I just can't. When are you free? Oh, well, I, I, my Merlin pass has run out. Oh, well, no, I can't um, do that. Stop it, stop it. I can't. That's too shameful, and it's probably breaking every rule under the sun. Rupinda, come back for a round of applause and no more, no more <laughs> ugliness. Thank you very thank much. You very no, much. Th thank you. Paul's in grace. Paul, question or answer? No? Beg your pardon. You're listening to Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Greg's in Orpington. Greg, question or answer? Uh, hello, question, James, come please. On, come on, Greg. Um, how comes it never rains when it's foggy? Is it to do with air pressure, or is it because the fog is the cloud? Yes. Right. Because <laughs> ne it never rained. No, I, I said yes. It was. It was what it was. Yeah. It, was it was what you said. Right. Okay. What, what did you? Much. Hang on. What did you say? <laughs> this is like self-service mystery hour. What did you say again? Is it because of the pressure? Yeah, definitely. Is it because of air pressure? Must is it be. because the the fog is the cloud? Is there cloud oh, above yes. fog? Are you sure it never rains when it's foggy? I've never seen it. You never sort of have the rain come along and wash the fog away. Sounds like a sort of Aztec camera song or a Bell and Sebastian <laughs> track. It never rains when it's foggy. You've just got a little yeah. acoustic guitar tinkling away in the background. Yeah. Uh, I, if you're right, 
I will give you the round of applause. Okay. But I would also remind you that maybe, if you know the answer to the question already... Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Well, I'm right. sort of thinking out loud, really, I suppose. Well, and you're in good company. It. No, so yeah. why does it never rain when it's foggy? There are two possible answers to that question. There's the answer, or there's the challenge that it does actually rain when it's foggy sometimes. Right. Okay, then. Yeah? We yeah. cool? We cool? Yeah, I think so. Right. Sit tight, and if we get we get an answer and it tallies with your own thinking out loud, you can share in the round of applause. What have we got on the list at the moment? We've done the shutters. Lazy Susan, I'm sure we've done that. If you want to get on, go to the archive at lbc.co.uk. I'm sure we've done Lazy Susan in the past. It just slips my mind for the time being. Then there's Andy's question, which is effectively, when you weigh the Earth, should you also weigh stuff that's not on it, but in orbit around it? No, me neither. Uh, we've done that one, and... Why does it never rain when it's foggy? You're listening to Miss Chair. If you want to get through, there's two phone lines free at the moment. 0845 is the number you need to grab one. Um, meanwhile, this is LBC, and the time is half past twelve. <laughs> 33 minutes after twelve, and you are listening to LBC, where we uh, continue to wrestle with a few mysteries I'll remind you of imminently, but let's get some more on the board in the meantime. Lee's in here with Lee. Question or answer? Question, please, James. Come on, Lee. Right, the police. Can they actually commandeer a vehicle? You mean the... the... If they're chasing a suspect, yes. right, can they, if they see someone in a car, say, sir, I'm commandeering your vehicle, and take the car? Because I, I was watching an old-ish cop programme the other day. Which and one? They did which, one? That, which one? Uh, which one? Which one was it? It might have been the Sweeney. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. And he commandeered a vehicle. Well, there's your answer. Thought, can they do it or not? There's your answer. Qualifications, Where? saw it on the Sweeney. <laughs> Are you allowed to say no if you've if you've just had a if you've just been down the car wash? Well, no. <laughs> come on. I need your car now. It's, oh, I've just had it cleaned. <laughs> Got a dog in the back. Dog I, don't know. I presume that a policeman. I've never heard of it happening, but I presume a police officer can do that. That's, but you yeah. just need. You don't want me to presume. You want a proper answer. I would like one. And please. we should we confine it to people who have witnessed it because that could be a police officer or or, or just someone who's read the relevant statute. Um, Probably a police officer will be your best bet. Well, what about someone who's actually had their car commandeered? Oh, yeah, like that would be Grand Theft the Auto styly. That would be the dream. That would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're coming with me on this journey, Lee. Let's see. That's, that's commandeering a car. One presumes so. Otherwise, we've been lied to for years by the likes of the Sweeney. But we need to know for sure. Uh, so we want an answer to that. We need an answer to why it never rains when it's foggy, if indeed that's true. The origins of a lazy Susan and um, lactating cows. Just to explain it all. Jonathan's in Greenford. Question or answer, Jonathan? Uh, well, actually, um, I have a little bit of expert knowledge here on cows. Because I went to an electrocution lesson once, and I had to say, oh, no, brown cows. Quite a few times before I could say it as well as I do. But you're practically a anyway, vet. Anyway, you see, wouldn't well, that my, that's my brilliant English accent come out there? I it's know. Lovely. I, lovely. I know it. It's lovely to uh, hear. What they do, uh, they calf once. They, they do need to calf. They calf once. Then as long as you keep milking them, they think it's a car stuck in the teeth. So keep producing milk. So it's actually the action of the milking that... And I do know this, because would you believe it, I've milked a cow by hand. Have you? I, when I, yeah, yeah, I lived in Cornwall, there's a special way. And they always but I, I don't want to indulge... I don't want to indulge regional okay. stereotypes. I mean, not everyone in Cornwall milks a cow in the morning before they have a cup of tea, do they? No, no. Is, no, no I come from a Cornish claim mine area, but there was a little farm up the road we'd go and out and he'd give us a couple of eggs if we helped out and um oh probably a little community i used to live in now i'm up here in the big smoke 
And when, when did you last milk a cow? Uh, oh, I think I was about 13. Hang on, I'm going to say I'm gonna say that again. I don't know about you, but it was like Jeremy Paxman had just come into the studio. When did you last milk a cow? <laughs> did I laugh? Oh, gosh, years ago. Years ago. So, is it possible... So, a cow can't lactate until it has been pregnant? Yeah, it's got a, it's got a calf. And once so it's had a calf, the, as long as you keep milking, it will keep producing. Yeah, keep milking. It's like, it's like your joke sometimes, James. Just keep milking them, mate. Go on, give him a round of applause, then. I hope you choke oh, on it. Yeah. I hope you choke yeah. on it. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Qualification? You, you've milked a cow. Quali- you've already told me you, you've milked a cow. No. What more? Quali- what, then? But you've got to ask. Sorry, quali- qualifications? <laughs> what? I'm Cornish. <laughs> Jennifer's in Kennington. Jennifer, question or answer? I've got two answers. Have you indeed? Which, have what have you indeed. cleared? What have you cleared with the producer? Um, the olive brine. Right. Well, that's that's what we'll take from. Well, I've already answered that. Oh ha- no, no. But I, I, I think you're. Well, I know you're wrong. Well. So I've got an alternative. Brave answer. words. But brave words, lady. Bring it on. <laughs> Bible, Noah's Ark took two animals into the ark. Yes. To flee the floods. Yes. And they were at sea for quite some time. And then, at the end, to make sure... You know the question wasn't, have you ever heard a story with an olive branch in it, don't you? Well, it is a story. No, I know, but the question wasn't, have you ever heard a story with an olive branch in it? The story was, why is an olive branch a symbol of peace between yes, well, humans? I'm, yeah, I'm just getting to that. Okay. So he sent out a, a dove, dove. Yes. A peace dove. No, it wasn't a peace dove. It was a searching for dry land dove. Yes. They wouldn't need a peace dove because every other human on the planet had died in the flood. True. Carry on. But um, the dove came back with the olive branch. Yes, correct. To um, symbolise that uh, the floods had abated. Yes. So, mm. So, the answer to the question, wh- where do we derive the phrase to extend an olive branch, is because a bird did in the Bible. Well, I always thought it was a, known as a peace dove. A peace dove? Mm. I think that ancient Greek tradition predates the Bible. And I think Athena, didn't she sort of make an olive tree grow out of the ground? This is where it all began long before the Bible well, was I don't know about that, of. but I oh. went to a Catholic convent school, so I was made to believe about Oh, you didn't mention that. <laughs> no, oh, in that case, give her a round of applause, please. <laughs> I'm not going to pick a fight with the, <laughs> with the Almighty. Jennifer, beautifully played, well remembered. Sister Mary Francis would be proud. Scott's in Islington. Scott, question or answer? Hello, question please, James. All right, Scott. Right. Christmas Day is always the 25th of December. But well, Easter, well, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Pancake Day changes every year. Who yeah. are the people that change it? And why? I, I don't know if the same answer holds true for all of those things, but the sim- I mean, the date changes because s- Easter always has to fall on a Sunday, so it, can't, it can never be the same date two years ago. No, that's fair enough. And the same with right. Mothering Sunday, Father's Sunday, yeah. Shrove but Tuesday. Mother's Day, Mother's Day is on the end of March this year. Mo- Generally, it's around about the middle of March. It's Mothering Sunday, so it has to be on yeah, a Sunday. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, this year it's like two weeks later than what it normally is. But it's, a, it's, a, it's actually, it all, it's a Marian devotion day, isn't it? It's, a, it's, a, it's an honour of the Virgin Mary feast day. So again, it's the same reason Easter moves. It's because of the church's the calendar. The church, mate, it's the church. 
but I was to church, so every yeah. year they... It's, what about Pancake Day? Yeah, Shrove That's Tuesday. It's the Shrove Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday. It's the church. But why, why is it not... Why was it in March this year, not February? Like it normally is. Leap year? I know this. Oh, man alive. I should have got kept the last lady on. The monks that taught me told me this, and the nuns that told her taught her the other thing. The It's, it's about the... What is it? The Julian calendar. The calendar on which Easter is calculated. Right. And it always has to be on a Sunday. Right. And that means there's about a five-week possible or a three-week possible discrepancy, and possibly in the last two years we've gone to the two extremes. Right. You're just humouring okay. me, aren't you? You're just humouring me, no, Scott. I'm not. No, you I'm are. Not. No, I'm it's not. all right. I can no, take it. No, yeah, you no, are. I'm not. No, you totally that are. There's a five-week. Five no, don't quote me yeah. on that. Right. So, it's a, but I mean, the, you're only allowed one up. question. You said who decides where these days fall, and the answer is the <laughs> church. It's the it's the it's the church calendar. Gregorian? Well, always on the 25th of December. Yeah, because it? that doesn't have to be on a certain day. Why not? It's just, it's Christmas Day. It's not Christmas Wednesday. <laughs> I said But that's why. All right, a quick show of hands. Who's making more sense, me or Scott? Uh, well, I wonder who's going to get the vote. Hands up that. for me. Hands up for Scott. Well, Oh, it's gone well, a bit, it's gone, it's all gone a bit. Everyone's got their hands up for me. No, you're wrong, it's all gone a bit unanimous in your favour, actually, Scott. Thank you very much. So I'll leave the question <laughs> on the board and let some other mug answer it. Uh, Ron is in Aldgate. Ron, question or answer? I think it's a GCSE level answer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Can it... <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my, uh, my scientific background. Thank you. So you've probably got someone who can give you more numbers than that, but the fog and the rain. Well, effectively, the fog is the rain, and it can rain while it's foggy because there could be clouds above it that are releasing the raindrops through the rain, uh, through the fog, rather. Is that right? Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't convinced yeah, by the question. Is, I wasn't convinced by the question, Ron. Well, uh, no, maybe it was I, really. But because, because he it, said... It, it is what? right. It is what it is. It's like mizzle. <laughs> Do they call it mizzle? Mizzle? Yeah, like drizzle mixed with mist. Though. Half uh, mist, half... Well, well, effectively, you have got that point at which the fog will turn to rain anyway. Exactly. So, so yeah, and, and, you can, and, and also, like I say, while it's foggy, you can get clouds above that are... A raining, effectively. So Quali- it does rain while it's foggy. Qualifications? Uh, C in science. Double C. I might add double C. Oh, wow. Well, that changes everything. Give him a double C round of applause. <laughs> very, very rare, those. Paul's in Red Hill. Paul, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, Judge. Thank you, Paul. Um, can police uh, commandeer a car? Yes. I can't, I can't give you a, a, a technical answer as can they in law, mm. or um, it's more to do with should they, uh, but as an ex-police um, officer, 30-odd years ago, I did commandeer a car with a colleague of mine. We were um, two uniformed bobbies, not very long in the police force, and uh, we were in Croydon High Street. It's all pedestrianised now, but there was traffic in the high street. We saw a stolen car go past, um, and we looked at each other, and we... We looked at a car that was stuck in traffic behind it. Yeah. Uh, our, our stolen car had gone off in the distance, and it would have been good for us to get a bit of work on board for the night. So we tapped on the window of this car and said, "Can we can we open the window?" And he opened the window, and we said, "Follow that car." And uh, we jumped into his car, and I'm pretty sure it was a mini. And we flipped in, had to get our helmets off, and two big blokes cl- clambering <laughs> into this mini, and he flew off up the high street. I don't know who was more scared, him or us. We told him to slow down, but we did eventually 
uh, pull up behind this guy. And um, we were very, very chuffed that he'd been caught in traffic as well. And, uh, we what had he done wrong again? He was in a stolen car. Oh, okay. So we, we stopped the car and uh, we told well, him. How did you stop it? I mean, you couldn't get this member of the public to sort of do a big skid in front or anything like that, could you? No, you pulled up behind him. We, we were worried that that was going to happen and we did ask the guy to calm his driving down. So he was, he was all going a bit... A he bit Dennis Waterman. He thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I've got two coppers in my car telling me to speed. Yeah. This, is, this is the best. Oh, man. Do you know, you, you know what the, do you know what the motto of this programme is, Paul? Go on. If, if you build it, they will come. Yes. Yes. We well, built it. I don't know if you have time, but I did it again. Yeah, we've got time. Go on, hold the travel news. Or should we do it after the travel news? Uh, it's in a no, we'll do it now. Come on. Time, so it's all going to get myself into trouble. No, it's so all right. You're long retired. Time. Change your name. Come on, John. Uh, big drugs job. We had some information that uh, the guy was coming back into the country on a ferry. And what we had to do was get to the other side and get on the ferry and uh, follow him back into the UK. Right. We got down to Dover too late for a ferry going across, but we managed to get on a hovercraft, which doesn't go to the same port. But it's OK. Because Apart from that, it was a great plan. It was a great plan. It was one of those on-the-hoof plans. <laughs> it didn't There's a bus stop. On the hovercraft. Go we on. can get a bus. So you caught a bus from the hoverport? From the hoverport to the port. We know this because we told, someone told us we could do this in the uh, oh, yeah. in the ferry terminal. Um, we didn't have any permissions, so my name forget forget my name, everybody. But John. we get to the other side and we walk out to the front of the bus stop, which is now laying on its side. We ask a few questions of the locals, and they say no buses come through here for the last two years. So we can see the hot, the uh, the ferry port about two miles down the coast, and all the vehicles getting off of the um, the. Um, Ferry. Hover boat. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. UK registered. Of course. So uh, I stopped one of them, explained to the situation. The bloke was incredulous. And I said, would you mind giving me a lift up there to that place up there? And fair play to the guy, he did. That, he I don't know if that's a commandeering. That's just a sort of hitchhiking in uniform. It is, yeah. Isn't it? it? Similar, though. Yeah, you know, the, the first one was better. He got us out of trouble, though, I've got to be honest. I, right, so, I mean, they're two cracking car. stories. If you could combine the two, if you somehow commandeered a Mini and went on a massive car chase through South London as part of a... a huge drugs bust then you'd have hit the jackpot but between the two of them it's, it's like two halves of them. did you did you did you get a collar is that the right lingo uh in the first one we did but not in the second one the second one we just really kind of sulked back w why was was, was was did, did the baddie get an earlier bus he did yeah <laughs> <laughs> give him a round of applause paul that was beautiful Twelve forty-seven. 12.51, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where we continue to wrestle with some of life's littler mysteries. What's still on the board? No one's explained why a lazy Susan is called a lazy Susan. I thought we'd be all right with that one. I didn't think we'd be all right with the question about whether or not when you weigh the Earth, you have to include everything that's in orbit. I think you got the idea, Andy, that somehow if I put the Earth on a set of scales, then gravitational pull of something like the Moon would pull the Earth down onto the scales, making it heavier, didn't you? I think that's where your question came from. It's still daft, though. Uh, and, well, look, commandeering police cars, we've gone definitive and answered it, but if you want to join in, then I don't think you can have too much of those sort of stories. And it means now at 12.51, if you're super quick, you've got time to get a question asked and answered before 1 o'clock. It means you have to hit the numbers right now. 08456060973 is the number to call. Uh, Gary's on Tottenham Court Road. Gary, question or answer? Hello? Gary! Uh, yeah, I'm here. Here I am. Good man. Question. Well, well, why do we have uh, British Transport Police and the normal police? Why don't we just have the police? And can a British Transport Police person nick me for having a ball tyre at the traffic lights? 
I can only answer one question at a time. Okay. Well, why do we have the British Transport Police? Because if, it, because in the early days of policing, they were private forces, and they would only have jurisdiction within set areas, so the transport police were set up to deal with issues that crossed it from one area to another. Okay. So what have we carried down today? You're only, um, allowed, you're only allowed one question. Oh, all right, okay. Can they, could they meet me for a bomb tour at the... No, yeah, what, what is it about that you're only allowed one question that you're struggling with, Gary? Oh, no, I just wondered well, if, if they still can overlap, and if they, they still act as one kind of police force... No, I'm not, so, no, I, you asked me a question, I told you the answer. The answer is you've got two police forces at A and B, and you've got a train travelling from A and B, you need a police force to look after the train. Are you, are we, okay. Am I, I going to get away with that, do you think? That's, I think that's yeah. probably Probably right. Can I ring in next week and ask can a British transport policeman nick you for a bald tyre? You can ring in, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that one next week. You can ring in. Oh, I'll ring in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Leslie's in Amersham. Leslie, question or answer? I've got an answer. Can you just, <laughs> before that, just give us a yeah. mark out of ten for this week's mystery hour, would you, Leslie? Oh, I, you get a ten out of ten every week. Really? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure because sometimes it goes a bit eccentric and strange, and other times it goes quite I, highbrow and serious. I love it eccentric and strange. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> well, what have you rung in with? What have you got for me? Um, I've got all your Easter answers. Oh yes. Um, Easter is basically like all Christian festivals have been stuck on top of pagan festivals. Yes. Okay. So Easter is actually named after the goddess Eastera. Yes. As in estrogen, as in eggs, etc., who also used to transfigure into a hare. Yes. Who became Easter bunny. Yes. And each year, Easter is set, according to pagan calendar, on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. The spring equinox being? Today. Do you know, it sounds like I knew that, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I totally didn't. There you go. Oh, no, um, it's, not, it's, it's not like me to own up to <laughs> being less clever. <laughs> and that's why it changes, and that's why it varies so but w And what determines the spring equinox? That was more what I meant. It's, well, it's, no, well the, sp uh, the, the planets, basically. The planets, but I like that. The one, planets, basically. Once, once the spring equinox happens, obviously, you might get a full moon the day after the spring equinox. But what is the spring equinox? Uh, it's, it's when you get the balance of the, of the night and the dark. Ah, All Okay. Right? So, and that was how they used to measure the passage of time yeah. in, in, in prehistory, exactly. in really olden days. Exactly. And when so the Christians arrived, they absorbed all the old feast days, a little bit, I mean, the holly and the ivy, that mistletoe, they're all pagan traditions, exactly. absorbed them exactly. into the old uh, bish bosh, stick the Christian calendar on top of it, but keep Easter, because it was always on a Sunday, keep it according first to... First Sunday, yeah. First Sunday after, after the, the first full moon, after the spring equinox. Exactly. There you go. First Sunday after the first full moon. So it's the, the spring equinox today. We're waiting for a full moon, and then it'll be the Easter. The following Sunday. And yep. all the others that he mentioned, Shrove Tuesday is, is tracked back from Easter Sunday, Ditto Ash Wednesday, and Good Friday. Absolutely. Why is Absolutely. Christmas Day cast in stone on the 25th of January? Because it's I've a birthday. Because it's a birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's not, though, is it? It, it, it is. It sits, it sits. It's, I mean, they've sort of chosen the 25th, but it's actually to go with Yule which, again, is um, the winter solstice. So it's always sort of... I mean, they've stuck to the 25th, but the... Because it's a birthday. It's a, I mean, you're right about Yule, but it, yeah. because it's a birthday, it has to be on the same day. Everyone everyone would say, how can his birthday yeah. not be on the exactly. same day every year? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So they've just plumped to the 25th, which is the, you know, a date, because it's a birthday, but it's stuck on Yule, which is the midwinter solstice. Here is 
A mystery, a round of applause for you, Leslie. Oh, thank you. There we go. <laughs> How about that? David's in Hackney. Question or answer, David? Well, it's neither, really. It's about commandeering a vehicle. Commandeering um, a Oh, you're on, mate. Take it away. <laughs> my mum, it happened to my mum. It was about, about 20-odd years ago. She had an A-Reg beige Volvo. And uh, she was doing a school run, coming to pick me up. And she got commandeered in Dagenham, it was by two coppers. They jumped in the back of the car and it was literally one length of the road. It was Barbara Lane if anyone knows, didn't they? done one length of the road to get to the pub at the top. They was on the beat. They was just walking along and they yeah. got spank on their radio. And, they, and my mum had to... They got in the car. This is what my mum tells me. She, they told her to floor it and she floored her A-Reg Volvo Beige. all the way down Wellburn Lane uh, to the pub. They jumped out running the pub and that was last year. So. It's a pretty good story. I mean, if it was me, I'd have I'd have had sort of bodies flying out of the pub window. It's not the Sweeney, James. Exactly. I mean, that's because I can't I can't help indulging my tabloid sensibilities. You, however, voice of reason, is your mum? Oh, hang on, is your mum a trustworthy witness? Of course, my mum. I know, I know, but you know better than I do. She's completely stand up on this sort of stuff. Yeah, she never never make it up. No. Are we giving out applause for this? Because you haven't actually answered a question. No, but. You know, it's a lifelong ambition to get one. <sighs> Commandeering does exist, because it happened to my mum. It doesn't matter, the question had already been answered from the point of view of a police officer. This one's for you, David, but save a Thank bit you for your much. mother. Lovely, cheers. Thank you. Alex is in Richmond. Last word, same subject. The mystery house sort of got parked today. Alex, you've got 30 seconds. Make it snappy. It's, uh, it's an administrative thing, James. I joined the police force a long time ago, and it was in the instruction book that you could... Uh, commandeer a vehicle, you weren't allowed to kick the driver out uh -huh. uh, or replace him. You went in the vehicle with the driver, but this is the snag. Uh, you must understand that it's to be used sparingly because the driver is now driving on the police insurance right. under the direction of a police officer. And so it was to be used sparingly, but it was allowed for. Now, whether it is not on today in the same way, I don't know. I'm going back to the 1959. Did you ever do it? Uh, yes, I did, but it, it was just, uh, give us a lift, I've got to go to a burglary and it's too long way, you know, it's a long way to walk. Yeah, I tell thing. you what, just, given the conversation about policing we had in the second hour, we aren't half painting a picture of a rather different world, are we? Give Alex a quick round of applause. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it again tomorrow morning from 10. The next voice that you hear on LBC belongs to Julia Harley Brewer.